many of his turned back no longer followed him. You do not want to leave me too, do you? Jesus asked the twelve. I love this. Simon Peter answered him, Lord, that's that's not just Jesus. That's not just friend. That is Lord. Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We believe and know that you are the Holy One of God. But you know, it took these men time to get to that point. And that, and I and I think that's that's so real in our lives. We make a profession of faith, but that, that profession is really a growth process. Over reading the word, analyzing it, meditating upon it, applying it, we we come we come to the to the point where our faith just grows more and more and more. Um, the closer you listen, the more understanding you will be given, and you will receive more. <coughs> it took time for them to reach this point. The hearing, the paying attention is a common theme, which means it is something that is to be done repeated and continually. Not a one-time event. Salvation is a process of learning, growing, and obeying daily. If this isn't happening at some level in your life, you need to re-examine your salvation. If you're not growing, if you're not reading on a daily basis, not everybody has to see that, but you can. Other people should see it. I, I can see tremendous growth. I mean, night and day, night and day in, in some of you sitting in this room. I can see I can see that kind of growth in y'all. And, and that's 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 good. That is very, very encouraging. And then he goes on to give more benefits in verse 25. He says, to those who listen to my teaching more understanding will be given. This is your benefit or your reward for seeking. The Bible contains little, little nuggets just for you. That's, that's the benefit of reading and studying for yourself is little nuggets for you. Do I mean they're not for everybody else? We're all at, we're all at different stages of growth, right? So you may read something and it may pop out to you, or somebody may, I mean, have you ever been some words where somebody says something and they kind of slide over it, but to you, it really, it really stands out. I mean, I've, I've had situations, you got where it just booms, right? Crazy, puts you right in the face. Yeah. Hey, you need to be over here where everybody can see your expressions. <laughs> Dave's back there doing these. <laughs> Maybe next week I'll have a big mirror up here, maybe. <laughs> Don't take your off. But uh, but there's little nuggets there that 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 God really wants to share with you in His Word. Little nuggets. The more you listen, or the more you read, the more you meditate, the more you obey, 
the more our faith and our trust in him will be played out in our real lives. We will make decisions based on scripture. Not on, not on the world, not, not even on what we think. Because, you know, a lot of times my thinking is what the world thinks. And, and I'll, I'll have to analyze that against the word of God, you know. And, and so what do you do? Your, your natural man wants to go with your, your smarts or your intelligence. But you know better. You know better. You should know better, right? You should go with the scripture. And that's and that's where a constant reading, the more, what does it say? To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given. I mean, one of those um, one of those books that sunk into me, kind of exactly what you're talking about, that somebody mentioned one time, really one of those I forget what it was, years ago, heard a preacher, I think it was one of the main conferences, and he talked about, well, that makes sense to your sin curse logic. But that's really stuck with me. That's exactly what you're talking about. Because apart from the word of God, hearing what he says here, and having, having your thoughts reshaped and repassed by the word of God, you're exactly right. Our sin curse logic, we look at things a certain way, we respond to things. We're talking about this all the time, right? You know, you're, you're having a great day and all of a sudden, you know, circumstances taken a different way. You know, it's a curse line. Right? Yeah, makes sense to that that old flesh. And if you're not in the Word, if you're not reading the Word, if you're not praying, if you're not meditating, you, you know, uh, it's very easy to fall into that. And even if you are doing these things, it's uh, it's easy to fall into that trap. It really is. Uh, for me, it has been a sovereignty, <coughs> the sovereignty of God. He has revealed his mighty hand. And I've seen his mighty hand was revealed in circumstances or events centered around Joan for the, let's say the past, well, ever since 2014, since Warner died. I have, I have seen events. Some, sometimes we're going to have to, sometimes we're going to have to write these events down that at the at the particular time that they were happening, I thought they I thought we were doing some of the stupidest things that had, you know, wasted money, different things like that. But the way that turned out a year or two later, I can see where all that all that was a benefit. I mean it's just it's just amazing to see how and, and my and my faith has grown so much from just seeing that and recognizing that. And you know, an unbeliever wouldn't recognize it. They would say that's just by chance. Love. You know, yeah. but I but but I I recognize that and I can see God's mighty hand in that, regardless of what my thoughts were back then. You know, I would have not have done some of these things. Then, but I can see how it, it benefited even his plan two years later. Small, that, small details. Small, small things. Small, small things that, that we'll have to share some of these sometimes. Sometimes. Uh, Luke 6 38 says, Give and you will receive. Your gift will return to you 
in full, pressed down, shaken together to make room for more, running over and poured into your lap. The amount you give will determine the amount you get back. So what, what's the point there? Give yourself to the Lord. Give yourself time to read his word. And he will give back. And not only give back, he will pour out upon you. He will pour out upon you. <laughs> if you've not got time, a lot of times you've not got time, you're doing other things, uh, put a set of headphones in if you're working. You know, if you're doing stuff around the house, have a sermon played by, by, by somebody that's reputable, of course. I know Dave's got being him. <laughs> but we don't. Uh, we don't recommend it again. We did that about two or three days ago. I pulled out an old Dave Smith or what's the guy? An old pipe smoker pastor. Oh, uh, Steve, Steve 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 Brown Brown. And I know I listened to that DVD that CD a long time ago, but man, that was clear, crystal clear uh, yeah. about taking masks off at church and stuff. It's like wow. And you're right. Just, so, do it, just do it while you're doing stuff. Do what you're doing and, yeah. and just listen. That's right. The Lord will use it. Those who listen with ears who desire better understanding, this is the benefit. More understanding. But you give the set back time. You give. If you have been given the ability to hear and obey Scripture, you are blessed. With more understanding and faith, a great return according to your hearing. That's Mark four twenty. And the seed that fell on good soil represents those who hear and accept God's word and produce a harvest of thirty, sixty, or even a hundred times as much as have been planted. And you know. Uh, a normal crop produces at best seven to ten times. Seven to ten times at best the normal producer. He's talking about 30, 60, 100 times. That's that's how God's blessings can overflow if you put forth the effort to hear, to listen to him, to obey him. Read his words. Um, I was going to read Luke 19, 11 to 27, parable of the servant. I guess we may have time. That's Luke 19. We're almost at the end. Um, Let's see what? 11. Everybody got it? It says, the crowd was listening to everything Jesus said, and because he was nearing Jerusalem, he told them a story to collect the impression that the kingdom of God would begin right away. He said, a nobleman was called away to a distant empire to be crowned king and then returned. Before he left, 
he called together 10 of his servants and divided among them 10 pounds of silver, saying, invest this for me while I am gone. But his people hated him and sent a delegation after him to say, we do not want him to be our king. After he was crowned king, he returned and called in the servants to whom he had given money. He wanted to find out what their profits were. The first servant reported, Master, I invested your money and made 10 times the original amount. Well done, the king exclaimed. You are a good servant. You have been faithful with the little I entrusted you. So you will be governor of 10 cities as your reward. The next servant reported, Master, I invested your money and made five times your original amount. Well done, the king said. You will be governor over five cities. But the third servant brought back only the original amount of money and said, Master, I hid your money and kept it safe. I was afraid because you are a hard man to deal with. Taking what isn't yours and harvesting crops, you didn't plan. You wicked servant, the king roared. Your own words condemn you. If you knew that I'm a hard man who takes what isn't mine and harvests crops I didn't plant, why didn't you deposit my money in the bank? At least I would have gotten some interest on it. Then turning to the other standing nearby, the king ordered, take the money from the servant and give it to the one who has 10 pounds. The master, they said, he already has 10 pounds. Yes, the king replied. And to those who use well what they are given, even more will be given. But from those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. And as for their enemies of mine, who didn't want me as their king, bring them in and execute them here in front of me. Doesn't that, sound, doesn't that sound familiar? We're talking about the king and the kingdom and, and uh, entrusting. So our challenge, you've heard the word of God. If you have responded, you will be given more understanding. If you have not responded, and you understand of your need to respond, that will not last forever. What you understand now will be taken away from you. So Jesus' call is to hear, repent, and obey his word. That's what he calls us to do. Hear, repent, and obey. Because if we don't, if we don't take what he has given us, and use it, then he'll take it away if we're not his. But he says if we are his, we will produce a crop. 
things will be multiplied. And I don't, I don't know, and, and it's not necessarily that you're gonna you're gonna produce converts because we know that we don't produce converts. That's not our job. And they talked about that. It's not our job to produce converts. We can't. It's God's job. All we do is present the word. So so that is what he's talking. He's talking about your faithfulness to the word, your obedience to reading the word, your obedience and living that word out, your obedience and sharing what he is doing in your life. That's that's where that's where he benefits us because he will multiply, he will multiply our blessings of what? Of understanding his word. He will multiply that. Any uh, any comments? That's a nice promise. That's a beautiful promise. The more you listen, the more you read, the more you understand, the more understanding he will give. That's what Psalm 1 said. faithfully present the word we don't lead anyone to Christ do we? No. <clears throat> so like we were discussing don't take the hit on the chin yourself if they're not responding that's right and that's we do right. that we do we, we do we yeah we want we want we seriously to make, take the hit we want to make people and respond that's and not I wish I could. our job. Yeah, I wish I could. And, and I've, I've done that. I went to, I went to great depths of trying to, trying to do that. But I've, but I've learned that you can, you can do as much damage almost in, in having somebody make a profession and it not being real. That, I think that is more, more damaging than somebody knowing that they are lost. You know, I, I, I think I think thinking you're saved is more damaging. That's that is that's a greater that's a that's a greater fear of mine. Is especially in teaching these young people, a great a great fear of mine is is them thinking that they're saved when they're not. You know, so that's that's why I always I always say after the class, if you want to come and talk about it. Because I'm not going to put any pressure on them in front of everybody. Because if the Lord's working, working on them, they'll come. They'll want. They'll want to know more. So, thank you. But you're right. <coughs> okay. That's, thank you. Next week we're going to be talking about the kingdom. The kingdom. And we've been talking. We've been talking about that. But he gives some parables. On the kingdom, what is the kingdom like? I thought that was very interesting. Uh, uh, Erica, you want to pray for us? Close?